Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. It's great to have you with me. I want you to remember right off the top here the name of a legal case. It's very likely to be one of the most decisive legal cases in American history. Here it is. Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. Dobbs, D-O-B-B-S, v, just V period if you're writing it down, Jackson Women's Health organization. This is a case that is going to be considered by the Supreme Court in its next session, and it is the case that we have all been waiting for, all of us who pay attention to pro-life issues, all of us who pay attention to the fate of Roe v. Wade. This is the case in which the Supreme Court is likely to determine whether it is going to overthrow or uphold Roe v. Wade, the case that in 1973 legalized a abortion in America. We have had some stunning developments of late. I'm going to track them for you, but I want to make sure you've got that case in your head. Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. When that comes before the court in the next term, we are going to see history made one way or the other. Now, as you know, in 1973, and as I just said, in 1973, Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court ruled that abortion was to be legal in America. It overruled, overthrew uh, about three quarters of the state abortion laws in America, and it legalized abortion. You may also know that in 1992, there was another case called um, Casey, uh, Planned Parenthood v. Casey, in which the court essentially upheld Roe and added some or basically removed some other burdens that might have fallen to women seeking abortion. So basically, abortion. Abortion in America, uh, the legality of abortion in America, is supported by Roe v. Wade, which all of us have known since 1973, and then Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Okay, but something radical happened in Texas here in the last couple of weeks, and unless you've been on Mars, you've heard about it. Texas enacted. Uh, a law which was fascinating from the standpoint that it was opposed to abortion, but the way Texas went about it really befuddled pro-abortion forces and has essentially uh, kept opposition, kept the Supreme Court from ruling to overthrow the law. The, the, the crafters of the law in Texas have really been ingenious. Let me explain this. Uh, the act is called the Texas Heartbeat Act. It's known as State Bill Number Eight uh, in Texas, and basically, it provided that a physician could not perform an abortion if the physician detected a fetal heartbeat for the unborn child. So that's why it's called the Texas Heartbeat Act. Once a heartbeat for an unborn child is detected, a a physician cannot perform an abortion. Now, that's fairly restrictive, as you may have heard in the news and reports about this law. Uh, Most women are not even aware that they are pregnant uh, by the time a heartbeat is detectable by a physician. So this is very 
early in the process. It's a very restrictive law. But the, the, if, if you're pro this law, the genius of it is that it specifically forbade state officials from enforcing the act in any way. You see, in previous laws, previous efforts to restrict abortion, this is where pro-abortion forces were able to sue and essentially um, for ask courts to stop state officials from uh, fulfilling or enforcing highly restrictive anti-abortion laws because, of course, Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. So if state officials were the ones who were responsible for enforcing the law, then the courts could come along and say, well, they're in violation of Roe v. Wade. They're in violation of Planned Parenthood v. Casey. Well, the Texas law was wisely, for those who are pro-life, wisely crafted uh, in that instead it authorized private citizens to bring a civil action in state court against anyone who performed a post-heartbeat abortion or anyone who knowingly helped someone get a post-heartbeat abortion. In other words, the those who crafted this law did not place its enforcement upon state officials who could then be uh, ruled against under Roe v. Wade. Instead, they placed it, they placed the prosecution issue, the enforcement issue upon private citizens who could sue uh, anyone who was enabling someone to get this post heartbeat or under Texas law, illegal abortion. So a successful plaintiff uh, could gain as much as $10,000 in damages for each violation, as well as injunctive relief and attorney's fees. So in other words, it tur- this law turns private citizens uh, into those who are, in essence, af- enforcing the law. There's one thing you need to know here. Some of you immediately will start thinking of the word standing. Standing uh, is the legal term that describes whether someone has any skin in the game of a given legal issue. For example, uh, if there is a a federal law that has to do with the treatment of soldiers, uh, I would have no basis on which to bring that law or to bring a lawsuit based on that law because I have no standing. I'm not affected by laws pertaining to soldiers. There are no soldiers in my family right now. I'm not a soldier. In other words, you understand I have no standing on that issue that would involve people in the military. However, uh, federal restrictions on standing who can sue uh, do not apply in state court. So in other words, the crafters of the law, the people who crafted the law in Texas brilliantly not only removed state officials from being the enforcers of the law, but essentially took the issue of standing out of the game because, again, uh, federal court standing issues don't apply in state courts. This was brilliantly crafted. So Texas now has a law uh, that, by the way, confused its opponents, so they did not oppose it wisely. The Supreme Court, therefore, did not act to overthrow the law. This law is standing. It's one of the most restrictive state laws we've seen, and the Supreme Court has not acted against it. So this is now law. This SB number eight, or the Texas Heartbeat Act, is now law in the state of Texas. It's stunning. It means there cannot be any abortion after a heartbeat is is detected. And it also means, by the way, uh, that 
Private citizens can bring lawsuits if they even know about a doctor giving an abortion after the heartbeat is detected or anyone driving uh, the mother to get an abortion, anyone enabling it in any way. They can gain as much as $10,000 in damages and their legal fees and other kinds of of, uh, issues. This is uh, absolutely stunning. So this is a breakthrough in the overall cause of opposing abortion. We've had pretty much a consensus, uh, not so much in the country, but certainly a consensus in the courts since Roe v. Wade 1973. The court has stood fairly solidly in support of Roe v. Wade. The court, uh, in a sense, renewed its support of Roe v. Wade in the Planned Parenthood v. Casey case, 1992, and that's been the consensus. But now... We not only have this Dobbs case coming up before the Supreme Court, we've had a major breakthrough in Texas. And the Texas law now does not allow for abortions after the heartbeat is detected very early in the pregnancy. So for those like me who are pro-life, I wouldn't have crafted the law this way, by the way. I don't think I would have uh, allowed for the benefits to private citizens. I don't like the idea of turning private citizens on each other. Uh, I don't know that I like the idea of private citizens benefiting financially for helping to enforce a moral issue. And that's what abortion is for me. However, I am amazed that we have this law in Texas. It's a breakthrough law. And given that we have this Dobbs law coming for the Supreme Court, the Texas law uh, not having been in any way modified by the U.S. Supreme Court now, uh, this Texas law, we are seeing a massive turn in America regarding abortion. And given the new composition of the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, given Trump appointees, it's very likely, it's very possible, I won't say likely, but it's possible that we are going to see an overthrow of Roe v. Wade in the next term of the U.S. Supreme Court. This is American history in the making. Ever since 1973, uh, more than almost 50 years now, am I right about that? Yes, 50 years, we have had legalized abortion in America. For the first time, we have highly restricted abortion in Texas, and as of the next term of the U.S. Supreme Court, we are very, it's possible, not, not automatic, but possible that we will see an overturning of Roe v. Wade. So if you are pro-abortion, you are livid. But I will tell you uh, that some very smart people crafted this law in Texas and it threw the opponents of uh, the the pro-abortion advocates into chaos. They mishandled their appeals. They gave the U.S. Supreme Court nothing to act upon, in essence. And even though the minority was upset, the fact is that there was nothing really to rule upon. So we are poised for a turning on the issue of abortion in America. If you're pro-life, you're thrilled. If you're pro-abortion, you're upset. Uh, But what both sides have to contend with is that about half the country is opposed to abortion in some form. And about half the country uh, is pro 
abortion. And we've got to resolve this. And the best way to do it, in my view, is the genius of the founding fathers, federalism. Throw the issue back to the states. Let there be a patchwork. We know that New York's going to be pro-abortion, and it has pretty much unrestricted uh, abortion up to uh, the point of birth. Stunning, stunningly broad abortion rights in New York. And we know Texas is going to have its current law, maybe even more restrictive. That's the way it ought to work. Roe v. Wade forced a one-size-fits-all constitutional ruling on the entire country. Probably the best way to go from here out is for states to decide for themselves and for there to be a patchwork in the country. What's happened since the Texas law is that the press has been reporting that nearby states that allow abortion uh, have had people flooding over their borders to get abortions. Well, that's the way it's going to work. Tennessee might not uh, allow abortions, and Kentucky does. That's the way federalism works. It allows the moral views of the locality to prevail, and that's the way federalism works. So keep your eyes open. Pay attention to what's going on in the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Organization case, uh, health organization case. You are likely to see the opportunity for a conservative majority court to turn on Roe v. Wade. And given what's just happened in Texas, it's increasingly likely. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.